0: seated. Well, I'm, I'm actually at a loss for words, and that never happens. Yeah. Keeley, greatly beloved of the Lord, yeah. highly esteemed, the angel said to Daniel, and I believe that you are Daniel. You're really a Daniel, and even your time traveling all over the place at times could have felt like a captivity but it was a training. And I believe Daniel 12, 3 is going to be your life, that you're going to be wise, and that you're going to shine like the brightness of the firmament. And not only that, you're going to lead many, many, keely, many to righteousness, and you will shine like a star in the heavens forever. You will shine like a star forever. Amen. Let's give the Lord praise for that. (laughs) (coughs) Keely. Daniel 12:3, it's yours. Guard it and protect it. I believe as well that, uh, you know, I, I've, I'm, I'm privileged again, greatly privileged to be here just before the great outpouring of the Holy Spirit will break out in this region. And you'll look back on these days. You'll look back on this Christmas and you'll say, oh, you remember that Christmas? We could feel it. We could feel it in the air. We knew something. We knew we were pregnant with another gift. We knew it. We knew it. And there's a, there's a sense in which God is going to come. And I, I just really believe that you're, you know, what has been prayed for. You really are what has been prayed for in this region. You're not the only ones, of course. God hears the prayers of all his people. But there are special things when he comes. suddenly, Suddenly. And uh, you are moving into a suddenly Moving into a suddenly and you'll look back and you'll remember and you'll say, oh, you know, remember, remember that. Remember how tough it was. Remember when we went through the eye of the needle. Remember when we prayed and then suddenly, suddenly it's uh, it's all been leading up to this. And I want to just say as well that uh, we greatly honor Ben and Jody and uh, they're beloved in America, around the world. They've served the body of Christ everywhere. And uh, You know, they're true pioneers, true pioneers. I can say that because I've done what they've done, been where they've been, and uh, we're pioneers. uh, Stacy, my wife, you don't know her, um, probably. (coughs) We're from Canada, and uh, just celebrate our 35-year wedding anniversary (coughs) in uh, Caloundra. (coughs) You can turn me down just a tad because I like to yell. No, I don't. But around 1994, we were involved in the Toronto outpouring because Stacy prophesied this great move of the Spirit on John and Carol Arnott in '93, and um, she exploded in ecstatic, prophetic, and twirling and windmilling and shouting with loud voices. You are a father. You are a father, John Arnott. And God is going to come upon you, and there will be great revival, and fire, power will come from your hands, and you'll be on the stages of the world. La, 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 la. And um, when she finished, uh, she said, babe, was that okay? I said, oh, yes, it was awesome. And then uh, I just, she said, do you think they liked that? And I said, oh, they loved it. They didn't love it at all. It scared Carol half to death. And, um, <clears throat> of course, we would never have been invited back. But by January 20th, when Randy Clark came uh, to Toronto, And the revival broke out, the same phenomena and manifestations took place. They called us and so it launched us into um, with them and traveling around the world. And since that time, we've been to 60 countries doing approximately 50 to 100 conferences and locations a year for 21 years, 20 years actually. And um, so it's been an awesome time. And I just esteem and respect uh, what Ben and Jody have done pouring into this nation and the nations of the world. So let's give them a hand <laughs> as we thank God for that. <coughs> well, I'm, uh, I wanna stir your heart uh, with revival and Ben, you're gonna, just sec, help me, there we go. So I said, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. I'm about as close to a white Christmas as you're going to get. <laughs> Come on. I will go home on Monday and I will see snow. I will be skiing on the beautiful ski mountains of, the, of Canada. <clears throat> it will be a white Christmas. Jack Frost nipping at your toes.
1: So all over the world, we're
0: preparing for the greatest, the biggest holy day of the world. The biggest holy day of the world It's Christmas. Come on. All over the earth. I mean, pageants today are in full swing. All these little kids are coming to church dressed in their bathrobes with ties on their head. And their, you know, camels and donkeys and... Sheeps, <laughs> shepherds, little Marys, little ba- Josephs, and of course, dolls in the manger, baby Jesus. I mean, think about this. This is all over the world. The biggest mall in Manila will be celebrating Christmas in Hong Kong, in Indonesia, in Africa. It's the biggest Holy day of the entire earth. Think about that. The angel said to Mary. Do not be afraid. Don't be afraid. You found favor with God. And you will conceive and give birth to a son. You will call his name Jesus. He will be great. And he will be called the son of the most high. Come on. He will be great. He will be great. I remember I was on a plane going somewhere. Just at the end of uh, 1999, no, 1999, Y2K was about to strike the earth, and I was going to, I was going to Karlsruhe, Germany, for a conference. And uh, I remember, uh, Time magazine had an article. The greatest man of the millennium. Because you know how the man of the year. man. So now it was turning millennium, and it was the man of the millennium. And, of course, they had all the people up for, you know, awards. And Time Magazine, December 6, 1999, said this. The single most powerful figure, not merely in two millenniums, but in all of human history, has been. Jesus of Nazareth. Come on. Come on. The one we love. Come on. The greatest in the world. 2,000 years ago, the angel appeared and said he'll be great. This doesn't even take. You can look back now and you say, wow. They didn't know that when they wrote it. They couldn't have known it when they wrote it. Genesis 12, you wouldn't have known. Abram, I'm going to make you great. You'll be a blessing. You're going to bless the whole world. Turn me down a bit so I can yell louder. Just down a tiny bit. I have a really strong voice. It's open air preaching. That's good. So, um, you know, uh, Genesis 12, he said, all the nations of the earth are going to be blessed because of you. This is the oldest religious text in the history of humankind. There's no text in all of humankind that says something of the future like this. And this week, I mean, right now, we're moving into it. The greatest proportion of the entire globe are going to worship and remember Jesus and be blessed because the promise. And that was given 3,500 years ago. Come on. Nothing written 3,500 years ago was correct today. Except that. So let's look how it started. <coughs> now I'm going to jump from Christmas to Easter's. If you saw Nacho Libre. <laughs> Easter's. <coughs> Verse 13. Now, that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles, 12 kilometers from Jerusalem. That same day, of course, is in the text of Luke 24. What day was this? Hmm? Resurrection day. And also, the same day, he's referring to the day that the women had gone to the tomb early, and they couldn't find the body. Remember that? And then the guys went. They didn't see anything either. And so that same day, two of the disciples are walking to Jerusalem, 12 kilometers. They're walking to Emmaus, and it says they're talking with each other about everything that had just happened. My wife says, you know there's no women present. Why? Because they're talking with each other about everything that just happened. If they'd have been women, they'd have been praying with each other about everything that just happened. But no, they're not praying, they're talking. So obviously they're men. Verse 15, as they discuss these things with each other, they're talking. Jesus himself comes up and walks along with them. Luke is very precise. He's a doctor. He's a surgeon. He doesn't just say Jesus. He says Jesus himself. He's always qualifying his words. Everything in the, in the Acts, Luke Acts, he's defining everything all the time. He'll say 25 defining contexts. Jesus himself. Now it says this. They were kept from recognizing him. How did that happen? Was he wearing a hoodie? How come they couldn't recognize Jesus? Really? I asked people this question all over. Hello, who are we talking to there? Everyone. Hello, everyone. Periscope up. Wesley Campbell here in Sunshine Coast at the birth of a revival in Australia in Jesus' name. Come on. Come on. Absolutely. Mark it. We said it. December 2015, 16 will be the great outpouring on Pour It Out. <clears throat> Amen. So they couldn't recognize him. Some people say, I mean, was it a miracle? Like, was it like the Brother Andrew thing? God smuggler when he's, you know, he's in Holland. He's going to take a truckload of Bibles into Russia. And he uh, opens the trunk and the guards look and the Bibles are all there. they go, oh, all clear, pass. Was it one of those? (coughs) Someone suggested it was the trauma of the crucifixion. In other words, your heart can be so traumatized that your senses don't connect. You can see and not see. You can hear and not hear. You're just traumatized because they watched Jesus be taken down from the cross. They watched his body. I mean, literally rigor mortis setting in. This is Jesus. Anyway, he who... Good. Ask them, what are you discussing as you walk along the way? Hey, fellas, what you talking about? The Bible says, they stood still. Their faces downcast. You just see them doing, oh, you know, they just kick a stone. That one question stopped them in their proverbial tracks. Have you ever been depressed? This year I celebrate 30 years in the same church. This year, me. I have the Purple Heart, the Red Cross, Golden Stripes, (coughs) many afflictions. (laughs) You laugh. I've been so depressed. Someone say, Wesley, how are you? How am I? How am I? Ah, I'm terrible. I'm, but if I say I'm terrible, I'll throw them into unbelief. But if I say I'm good, I'll be lying. And all liars are held part in the lake of fire which burned with fire and bricks. How am I? Ah, how am I? Ah. Just a question of hello would throw me into confusion. <laughs> hey, what you talking about? <laughs> they stood still. One of them, named Cleophas, says, Mister, are you the only one visiting Jerusalem that doesn't know what's been happening these days? Like, hello? Hello? Now, Jesus appears to be cheeky. He looks at them and goes, what things he asked?
1: <laughs> now, this is very much
0: like us in the beginning of our prayer times of depression. <laughs> oh, God, don't you know? Oh, people have forsaken you. Only I have left. Oh. Elijah, what, what, what are you doing on that branch? Is left. just just me. Really? Tell me about that. Are you serious? No one is left? Not even the 7,000 that I've hid in caves? <clears throat> what things, he asked? Why, Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. Our chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death and they crucified him. There it is. We had hoped. We had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. Hope deferred. What a tragic thing. We had hoped. Come on, mister. We spent three years with him. It was glorious. I mean, we could go on a picnic and we didn't even have to pack a lunch. It was amazing. You should see him catch fish. And we love fishing. I mean, our hearts were exhilarated. Everything the prophets had said, he was doing it. I mean, the man was doing it. I mean, blind eyes. When John the Baptist was in prison, he said, go ask him, are you the one? His answer was the messianic supernatural miracles that Messiah, he was the one. I mean, even that last week was phenomenal. They said, master, the one you love is sick. He said, no. He's not dead. He's sleeping. Monty Python stole the line. You Got to be old to get that joke. (laughs) And he goes to Lazarus. He gets there. The, the, The sisters fall at his feet. They're weeping, wailing. If only you'd been here. Our brother wouldn't have died. Nevertheless, we don't understand. We love you, but why didn't you come? He groaned, and he went to that cave, and he just said, move the stone. I mean, we were freaked out. Everybody knew his body had been there for He was stinking. This is a stinking, rotting, maggoted corpse. He just said, roll it away. When he shouted, Lazarus, come forth, I'm telling you, the place went crazy. There were hundreds. There was hundreds and hundreds of people watching. Literally, I mean, Lazarus came right out like a mummy, just walking out of this. cave. Ah! We went crazy. We were so freaked. We didn't even, couldn't even let. La- we didn't even open his bandages. A few days later. He's dead. We'd hoped. Hope deferred. It's an awful thing. Distorts your reality. Takes away your courage. Makes you weak as other men. <coughs> what is more? You want more bad news, mister? You want to know why we're depressed? It's the third day. That's why we're depressed. It's the third day. Why would that make them depressed? Hmm? Exactly. Jesus said he would rise on the third day. And it's the third day. And he hasn't risen, mister. that's why we're depressed in addition to that you want more bad news you want more bad news i'll give you bad news <clears throat> some of the women it's always those women amazed us they went to the tomb early this morning They didn't find his body, but they came and told us that they'd seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. So our companions went to the tomb and they found it just as the women had said, but they didn't see Jesus. It's always those women intercessors. They get up too early when they should be sleeping. They put on their white dresses. They've got their flags and banners. They're essential oils to anoint the body. You know, they're going to the tomb early. Don't ask me how we're going to move the stone. God will find a way. Three women at five in the morning going to move. What are they they thinking? They get to the tomb. The stones move. They go, ah! And suddenly the sun is coming over the hill. A ray of light shoots down. It's like a flash, which they mistake for an angel. The light ricochets off a rock, scares two birds in a tree, who go "Wah wah!" He's risen! He's risen! He's risen! And they imagine it's an angel talking. They look in the hole. No body. They tell our guys. Our guys check it out. They don't find. Conclusion. 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 It says in the Bible. Conclusion. Someone stole the body. That's why we're depressed. Mister. This is called pre-revival reality. Nothing makes sense. I can't see it. I know he said it. But it's not happening for me. Jesus, of course, puts on his counseling robes, does a Empathetic time with the disciples. He says, How foolish you are, (laughs) slow, dull of heart to believe. He said, Didn't this Christ have to suffer these things? Beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he Jesus explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. He began to tell them, like, well, what about this verse? What about that verse? What about Isaiah 53? What about Micah 2? What about Daniel 7? What about, what about, what about, what about? And he starts telling them all these verses, and they go, whoa. And suddenly, suddenly, they're at the village. They're just having so much fun. And Jesus says, will you look at that, John? Will you look at that? We're already at your village. Well, it's been nice talking to you. We'll see you around. <laughs> Jesus acted as though he would go farther. The great actor. And they said, no, 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 no. We like this conversation. Look, it's nighttime. It's dark. Who knows what's out there in the dark? Mr. Adam, we don't know who you are, but we love your verses. Just come stay with us. I know you don't know us. Just stay with us we we'll, oh, we guarantee you a good time. Just tell us more of those verses. We like that stuff. Jesus says, okay. He goes in. <clears throat> now remember, no cell phones, right? They can't call ahead. Hey, Mary, we're about half a K away. Get the bagels out. <laughs> there's no, there's no cell phones. So now it's, <clears throat> it's nearly dark. And it gets dark in 30 minutes. You know that in the Middle East. So they go in. (coughs) They sit at the table. And uh, where's my water? Here it is. Everyone will freak out if I don't drink. You all go, quick, Martha, get him a lozenge. So uh, he sits at the table. They bring the stuff. He's just sitting there. Suddenly they're about to eat. He pauses, he takes the bread, he breaks the bread as he did less than a week ago, just a few nights before he holds it up to the father and he and he gives that Jewish benediction of thanks and blessing. And it says, suddenly their eyes were open suddenly. And he looked at them and said, gotcha and disappeared from their sight. They went, whoa, whoa, my heart, my heart's on fire. Oh, oh, didn't our hearts burn? Remember when he told us this verse? Remember when he explained that one? Oh, my heart's on fire. Ah, I can't stand it. Suddenly, these depressed guys who can't kick their way out of a wet paper bag are now suddenly Jewish Olympians. (laughs) Now they're running, they're running another 12K. They just walked 12K. They're running 12K in the dark of night. Nothing to guide them but their burning hearts. So excited. Come on. Their hearts are on fire. Listen. That's where the Marvel Comics guys got that thing on their heart. They got up at once. They they went to the 11. They banged on the door. Come on. They said, Guys, let us in. It's true. It's true. They told. The others, what happened, how Jesus recognized, what was recognized by them. Verse 36, it says, while they were still talking, what does that tell you? What does that tell you? There's no women in the room. The women would have been praying. While they're still talking, Jesus himself, Lukeism, stands in the midst of them, and he puts out his hands. He says, peace be to you. And they fall on his knees and begin to worship. No. They start running around the room, bumping into each other, going, ah, it's a ghost. It's a ghost. They think it's Casper, the friendly ghost. Guys who are on top of the Sistine Chapel right now. The same ones. <clears throat> you think you got problems? This is how this thing started. This is how this thing started. He got grown men running around the room, banging into it. Each- ah, it's a ghost, it's a ghost. Jesus says, stop it, stop it. Why do troubles and doubts arise? Look, look, look. Watch, look at my hands. See my hands? Look, hole, hole in hand. Nail. See my foot? Look at that. There's a hole in my foot. See that? Flesh, bone. Flesh, bone. Watch this. Watch. Bring me a piece of, bring me something to eat. Watch, watch. Fish, watch. I, 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 I. I'm eating a fish. I just ate a fish. If I were a ghost, where would the fish go? Now you have the most important verse which Jesus would preach if you were to come to Maruchidor today. Here's what he would say to you. Here's what he would say to you. This is what I told you when I was with you. I already told you these things, John. Jenny, I told you this. Pip, She's disappeared. She's been raptured. (laughs) Pip, this is what I told you while I was still with you. (laughs) You see, it's not that he hasn't said it before. We just couldn't see it anymore because of trauma. Because of the heartaches of life. The broken relationships. The betrayals. The promises unfulfilled. When will it ever stop? When will it ever come? And Jesus says to them, I already told you this. Everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms, everything must be fulfilled. That has a double meaning. Number one, it's so serious, the word of God, that even the Father would allow me to go to the cross Because it's going to happen. His word cannot be broken. But the second meaning is that everything written about Christ must be fulfilled. The cross was only the beginning. When you worship and celebrate Christmas this season, And billions of the earth are celebrating Christmas. That's part of the prophecy. The whole earth is going to be full of his glory. He's going to sit on the throne of David. The prophecies don't stop with the cross, guys. And they don't stop with the resurrection. And they don't stop with Pentecost. And they don't stop with the expansion of the gospel. The prophecies go all the way to today. In fact... If you're going to ask a Jew, many Jews, why don't you accept Jesus as Messiah? They will turn to you and say, because he didn't do this, 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 this. And you'll say, where do you get that from? We get that from the law of Moses, the prophets and the Psalms. Messiah was supposed to do X, Y, Z. And my answer is, of course he will. He just hasn't done it yet. Do you know how much stuff is not yet fulfilled? And the same way the disciples were discouraged back then is the same way we cannot be discouraged today because the whole earth is going to be full of his glory. He's going to take over the whole world, guys. Wow. So... For the next 40 days, they had an awesome time. Jesus kept appearing and disappearing. (laughs) You could be out with your girlfriend, just walking by the Sea of Galilee, having a lovely time. Is there anything going on here? No? (laughs) Just sitting next to each other? Okay. Okay, stand up. Stand up. Legal. So you're just walking, just walking along. Just walk, walk, walk. Walk along, Suddenly, Jesus appears, <laughs> in the middle, says, "Hey, let's have a Bible study." <laughs> you never know when he's going to appear. Forty days, He teaches them, 40 days. Forty days. He'll he'll thank me one day. <laughs> Forty days he teaches them about the kingdom of God. By verse six, they get it. They say, "All right, all right. We understand now. We believe. You're you are the Messiah. Truly, you're the Christ. I.e." Aka, king. You are the king. Greek, Christ, king. You're the king. We believe it. You're alive. Death can't hold you. This is amazing. Our question, Lord, okay, at this time, right now, are we going to take over the world? We got it. We understand. We know what you said you were going to do. Messiah is going to take over the whole world. So the question is, are we going to do it now? Jesus looks at them and answers, I'm not telling you. (laughs) It's a question of timing. He says, no one knows the time set by my father in heaven. Here's what you need to know. You go back to Jerusalem. You get in that room with Ben and Jody. Keeley and the others, and you start to pray. And when you pray, the power is going to come on you. And suddenly, you're going to have dynamite in your spirit, and it's going to empower you so much that you're going to go out and testify to what you've seen and heard, even if you get killed for it. Because the word, you're going to be my martyrs. Witness is martyr. It, so many died, the word took on two meanings, witness and martyr. But the word is Martyr. Suddenly, a cloud comes down. We haven't seen this before. This doesn't look good. Thomas is going, I doubt it. I just, I doubt it. I can't believe this is happening. I can't believe this is. Peter's going, not so, Lord, not so, Lord. Jesus begins to actually lift off the ground. He's going up. They're going, oh no! Usually he just goes through walls. I don't like this. No, I can't prove it, but I believe it. He probably got that high. Peter jumps up and grabs his legs. Come on. If he's going to jump out of a boat, he's certainly going to grab his feet. So Peter's holding on. Jesus is going up. Peter's kicking. Jesus, I don't know when, but it, he, he had to have let go because he's on the Sistine Chapel. He made it there. Right? I go, oh, suddenly two angels. That one right there, that big one comes down. Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up into heaven? This same Jesus who's gone to heaven is going to come back again in the same way. He says, go and do what he said. They go, oh, okay. They run down the hill, start praying. Last verse, almost. <clears throat> Peter gets it. Chapter 3. He finally understands. We know he understands. It's the lame man story. You love the lame man story. The lame man's been lame because he's a lame man. He's the lame man. The lame man has been lame for 40 years. He's sitting at the gate begging, you know, alms, money. Peter looks at him, says, hey, look at me. He fastens his gaze. The man looks up. He says, silver and gold, I don't have that. What I have, I'm going to give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, get up, walk. And he takes him by the hand. He lifts a man up. Suddenly, strength is coming in the man's legs. Forty years, he's never walked. And he's beginning to shake. He's pulling him up. That big fisherman's pulling him up. Then the guy goes, ha, ha. Throws his arms around the neck of Peter. And Peter's dragging the guy. He's dragging the guy. He says, walk, walk. In Jesus' name, walk. The man's being dragged. Suddenly, power shoots into his legs. Boom. The guys are going, whoa, whoa, whoa. Now he's running and leaping and praising God, running and leaping. The man's running around the temple. Thousands of guys are watching this. Thousands. Thousands of people. And they're, oh! the Pharisees are going, oh, no. I thought we got rid of him. Now there's 12 of them. Our hearts are tr- They come to what do I do? Peter just looks at him. He takes out his big long bony hooked fisherman finger <laughs> and pokes it right at their eye. He goes you with wicked hand, You. Seven you indictments in like three verses. You, 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 you. They go ah. What do we do? He says, Here's what you do repent, change your mind, be converted, turn around. You're going this way, go that way. Three things will happen one, two, three. One, two, three. All in the same verse. Context Your sins will be forgiven. That's a great place to start. How about this morning? How about this morning? You've been going one way, go a new way. How about this morning? Your sins will be forgiven. Mine were November 24th, 1976. I was 18. I sat there and I said, Ah! This will be awful. I'll never sing another rugby song again. Life will be boring. No girls will like me. I'll drive alone in my Camaro. <laughs> I'll be bored for the rest of my life. But I'll do it. <laughs> so I felt. That's exactly what I said. But I got my sins forgiven. I became born again. Someone here? Wow, come on. Now's the time. Christmas. Come on. What better time to start with God? Christmas. Christmas. Christ mass. Your sins will be forgiven. Times of refreshing will come. You know what that means? It's an Old Testament word, phrase. It means when a whole bunch of people come to God, God pours out his spirit in the region And I mean, everything just goes great. Your crops grow. The land is healed. Goodness comes. It's revival. He says last. Watch it. Watch it. A, B, C. C. And that he who, he who, God, he will send the Christ Who has been appointed for you? luke Even Jesus? Jesus. Not another one. Jesus. For he, Jesus, must remain in heaven until until the time comes, the time they asked about, Acts 1-6, the time comes for God to restore all things. How? As he promised through the prophets. Not New Testament, prophets. The Old Testament, all those promises that Peter asked about, they're all going to happen. When are they going to happen? At the time of the end, as he, God, is about to send the Christ. He's going to send the Christ in the same way you saw him go. He's coming back to earth. Literally, his spirit will be poured out on all flesh. It will be a time of great harvest, great outpouring. Billions will come to Jesus. Come on. Glory of God's going to cover the earth. Here's the last verse. You want to read Daniel. Listen to Mike Bickle on Daniel. mikebickle.org Bickle Pickle Bickle Pickle. Pickle If you forget Mike Pickle Do a Google, it'll get you to Bickle. (laughs) Daniel, 2015. Phenomenal messages. Daniel is the person referenced by Jesus three times. He says Daniel saw this one like the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven, approach the Ancient of Days. He, the one approaching the ancient of days, was given authority, glory, sovereign power. All peoples, nations, and men of every language worshipped him. His dominion was an everlasting dominion that will not pass away. Daniel saw this. Jesus took on himself the name, Son of Man. Caiaphas said, Are you the one? He said, I am, and you will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of great glory. You're going to see it. He quotes this verse. The Caiaphas rips his clothes, screams, blasphemy. Jesus is the one, the son of man right there. Last verse. But the cord will sit. Why? Because the power brokers at the end of the age, that little horn, that demonic political spirit and power broker of the earth, that's going to oppose all things good. That's, gonna, that's going to cause martyrdom on the earth. Many of the righteous will fall and they will be purified. They're going to die. Those 30 Egyptian Coptic believers who had their heads cut off this year by ISIS. Come on. They're going to they're gonna be refined. They're in heaven. You can watch the, vi- the second video is the brother of the two brothers who had their heads cut off. 30 guys, heads cut off. Two of them were brothers. The, 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 the narrator goes to the family of, the, of them, the martyrs. He says, How are you? How are you doing? How are you coping? And the the remaining brother stands up and goes, We are so thankful. We are so thankful ISIS didn't take off their testimony as they praised Jesus to the end. He says, They died. Martyrs trusting in Jesus. We are so thankful they are in heaven now. I mean, it was freaky. That little horn is going to get worse. It's going to wear out the saints until, come on, until, until the Ancient of Days pronounces judgment in favor of the saints. Then, 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 by the way, you hook that to Matthew 14, then the inch will come. Therefore, when you see the abomination that makes desolation, same verses, then the sovereignty, power, greatness of all the kingdoms under heaven are going to be handed over to the holy people. This kingdom will be everlasting. Listen to me. All rulers will worship and obey him. Where are we going this Christmas? We're going to the whole world. It's going to come to Jesus. All rulers. All rulers will worship and obey him. Jesus knows this verse. He said it can't be broken. Everything must be fulfilled. It's going to happen. You jump into that slipstream, this end-time slipstream that's coming on Australia, on Canada, on the nations of the earth. You begin to do your part. You ho. I mean, (laughs) you know, that's work, but you can all go, ho, ho. Women intercessors, ho. (laughs) And and, and what's going to happen? Revival's coming. Revival's coming. Ben, come say something. We're going to pray for everybody. (sighs) Oh, <sighs> come on let's just lift up a shout to jesus come on <laughs> thank you lord ha. thank you father thank you lord <sighs> do you feel alive do you feel alive there's life in this place wow. vitality vitality hope awakeness ha. i'm gonna jump, jump up um on the guitar i think we should do a song but what what you want to do a song and then just pray for people or yeah, what would you like to do? Especially this morning, you know, this whole thing. You know, I went to a counselor a couple of years ago. He goes, oh, yeah, you can't get too old before you've had a few real knocks in life, he says. I mean, when you're young, but you get a bit older, you know, we get those hits. And sometimes it knocks the hope out of us. And uh, I want to pray, and we're going to see that hope, I mean, restored with a fire. Come on. With a fire. And nothing changed that day. It was all of an hour. It was an hour and a half. And they went from despair to people who turned the world upside down in an hour and a half. So that's all about perspective. Perspective. And God can do that this morning. Some of you, it's time to, you know, meet Jesus. Others of you, let's call the times of refreshing down on your business. It's a, it's a, it's a good word. It means you, you grow pumpkins, they're going to be bigger pumpkins. You got avocados, more avocados. It's called blessing. <coughs> and we're going to see our hope restored for this region. Amen. Let your fire burn in us, alone. Oh